From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday the 17th of February 2023. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through the new wave of liberalising laws in Spain. This isn't the only thing happening in the world though, so we'll run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, we run through the current chip war. But first, what actually are Spain's new laws? Spain's parliament on Thursday approved a package of sexual and reproductive reform that covers areas including transgender rights, abortion and women's health. One of the headline measures from the new legislation is the introduction of paid menstrual leave, which makes Spain the first European country to do so. Those with severe period pain, which can cause things like cramps, nausea, dizziness and more, will have the right to take a three-day menstrual leave of absence from work. A doctor's note will be required and the costs will be covered by the country's social security system. The new trans law makes Spain the latest country to introduce a system of gender self-identification, which means that those aged 16 and over will be able to change their legally recognised gender on official documents without the need for a medical diagnosis of gender dysphoria. Children aged between 14 and 16 will be able to do so with parental or guardian permission, and 12 to 13 year olds will need a judge's authorization as well as parental permission. So-called conversion therapy for LGBT plus people is also banned under the new laws, and there is state support for lesbians and single women seeking IVF treatment. The new abortion law expands access to abortion and also scraps a 2015 law that requires young women aged between 16 and 17 to get parental permission in order to have an abortion. It also enshrines the right to have an abortion in a public hospital, without forcing doctors to perform them. This is significant as some 80% of abortions in Spain are carried out in private clinics. There's a whole load of other things too. Free period products in schools and prisons, free hormonal contraceptives and morning after pills at state-run health centres and more. This new legislation has been driven by Equality Minister Irene Montero, a member of the left-wing United We Can Party, which is a junior coalition partner to the governing Socialist Party. Unsurprisingly, the new legislation has been celebrated and hailed by progressives as putting Spain at the forefront of feminist and trans-friendly politics. Also unsurprising is the fact that Spain's conservative opposition parties strongly opposed the new laws and capitalised on the fact that Montero's recent landmark sexual consent law inadvertently allowed some convicted sex offenders to retrospectively have their sentences reduced. The debates in Spain were sometimes heated, mirroring similar arguments over trans rights in places like the UK. It's also exposed divisions within the left-wing coalition government and within wider feminist movements. Nevertheless, the trans law passed in a 191 to 60 vote with 91 abstentions and the abortion law passed with 185 votes in favour, 154 against and 3 abstentions. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. US President Joe Biden gave a speech last night where he addressed the recent shooting down of a suspected Chinese spy balloon and three other unidentified objects over North America. 
Biden said he makes no apology for shooting down the Chinese balloon and that he hoped to speak to China's President Xi Jinping soon about the incident. Perhaps more interestingly though was what Biden said about the other three aerial objects that were shot down in the following days. Nothing suggests they were related to the Chinese spy balloon, he said, adding that intelligence suggests they most likely were tied to private companies, recreation or research institutions. The news outlet Aviation Week has reported that an Illinois-based hobbyist balloon club received their latest data point from one of their small balloons on February the 10th, off the coast of Alaska. These balloons cost in the range of $12 to $180. A day later, a US Air Force F-22 fighter jet shot down an unidentified aerial object above Alaska using a $400,000 Sidewinder air-to-air -air missile. The club is not pointing any fingers just yet, but as Aviation Week says, the circumstantial evidence is at least intriguing. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. It appears that today is not a particularly good day for Tesla CEO Elon Musk. Alongside the news that Tesla is being forced to recall 363,000 cars over a fault in the self-driving software, it's been additionally reported that Tesla has fired a number of workers in New York who were suspected of trying to form a union. They were fired one day after the newly formed union announced its plans. Tesla denies the claim, arguing that the 27 people they let go demonstrated poor performance, and that this was identified well before the union campaign was announced. Tesla went on to say that they only learned in hindsight that the 27 workers were officially identified as part of the union campaign. It's been reported today that Antarctic sea ice levels have dropped to the lowest levels ever on record. The levels of sea ice in Antarctica fluctuate throughout the year, with February being one of the expected low points. It's part of the Southern Hemisphere summer. While we expect sea ice levels to be low, this year it's got lower than last year, which was a record breaker itself. Last year, sea ice covered about 1.92 million square kilometres, whereas this year it's already fallen below 1.91 million square kilometres. While this difference may not sound like much, the difference in sea ice between 2022 and 2023 is actually enough to completely cover the British Isles. In fact, three of the record-breaking years for low Antarctic sea ice have happened in the last seven years, in 2017, 2022 and now in 2023. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss the impact that TikTok has had on an aspiring thriller writer. Lloyd Devereaux Richards spent 14 years writing his 343-page novel, and upon publishing, his sales weren't spectacular. His daughter decided to record a video, urging viewers to purchase the book. The internet ended up doing its thing, and the video ended up garnering millions of views. The end result was that Devereaux Richards became the number one thriller author on Amazon. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of the current chip war, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. 
That's things like real-life law's incredible modern conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings, and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up, and we'll see you on Nebula.